Here's what's coming up on today's show. There's so many things about it, and it's just not talked about or educated enough because they're not getting educated at work in their 401k plans. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Hello and welcome back into the Retirement Reality Podcast. I've been George. He's Mike Coynan, founder and owner over at Principal Preservation Services, office there in Woodbury, Minnesota and Hudson, Wisconsin. Got a good show for you today, Mike. I don't know how many people may have even seen this because it kind of happened, I won't say in the dead of the night, but last minute, end of 2022, when most people were paying attention to family and holidays and the new year, but Congress passed Secure Act 2.0, which is another big deal, right? It is. Uh, They did the same thing about three years prior at the end of 2019 uh, for the first version of Secure Act. So uh, I'm glad it got done. Um, We've been talking about the potential Secure Act 2.0 and it finally came through. And like you said, it was kind of in the still of the night and it happened. Um, But I think there's some, some great positive things that came from it. Yeah, there's a lot to go through. There's, I don't remember how many provisions, Mike. I think there was, I want to say there was over or close to 100 maybe total, something like that. Yeah, I think I, when I was reading up on a lot of them, they, Ed Slot, who's the IRA guru, claims there's over 90 different changes. So <laughs> uh, trying to go through all that is, is a lot, but, you know, we'll, we'll just hammer through the handful of them today. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to point out four today that I think are maybe most applicable to, to the majority of people. So some things that uh, maybe you should be thinking about, maybe you should go sit down and have a conversation with your financial advisor about, because these are planning opportunities that could be either ahead this year or in the coming years. So let's jump into the RMDH, because that was, I think, one of the big headliners for the SECURE Act originally back mm-hmm. in 2020, was it moving back? But again, they decided to push it back one more time. So what are the details on this? Yeah, like you said, in, in uh, 2019, December 2019, the first Secure Act postponed RMDs from 70 and a half till 72, and now uh, what passes now they postpone them till 73. So the the rule is you have to get your RMDs out uh, by the end of the year when you turn 73, and then every year after that. Uh, with one exception to the rule is you can actually postpone your first required minimum distribution till April 1st of the following year. Uh, so that would mean the year you're turning 74, but then you have to take out two that year. So get in the habit of taking them out uh, every year. And so I think a lot of people, this is not their cup of tea, right? So when you're contributing money to your IRAs, your 401ks, your 403bs, 457s, TSPs, so on, uh, these pre-tax dollars where you get a tax deduction on your contribution, well, it grows tax deferred until you take your money out. And so you can take your money out um, after 59 and a half without penalty and pay taxes on that money, but that does not count towards your required minimum distribution. Your required minimum distribution starts now at the age 73 and then on. And there's a minimum percentage you have to take out per year. So there's a factor, actually, they call it the RMD factor. So now for those who are turning 73, the factor is 265 so what does that mean? You take your balance of your IRAs from December 31st of last year, and just saying you're 73 this year, and divide it by 26.5, and that'll tell you what you you have to take out of your IRAs, the minimum, and pay taxes on that. You can always do more, but the minimum. And by taking out more doesn't mean you you can take out less next year. It's every year they look at the December 31st balance of the prior year, and there's a new factor every year you get older as well. 
I like to look at it as a percentage. It's roughly about 3.77% of your of your uh, December 31st balance of last year is what you have to take out. So uh, for all practical purposes, we all have a million dollars. And if you had a million dollars December 31st last year, that means you have to take out about $37,700 and change out of your IRAs, pay taxes on that money. And uh, the new calculation will be factored the, the next year. So it does get to be a lot. I get a little uh, nerdy when it comes to RMDs because I, I, I spend about 15 <laughs> minutes about RMDs on my seminars. So I just had one, a uh, couple of these seminars last week, so it's fresh in my mind. Yeah, you always see the numbers, and it can be. I know it probably for you, it makes a lot of sense. It's pretty easy, but you hear 70 and a half, 72, 73, born between 51 and 58, born after 59. Just there's a lot of numbers thrown out there, so it is yeah. important to sit down and, and, and get that plan in place for, for what you need to do and, and how you want to do it. But again, that is one of the big headlines is. RMDH pushback once again. Now that's the biggest headline and probably what you'll see most, but there are some other important provisions here. Let's, let's talk about the special catch-up contribution um, and, and what they changed about that. Yeah. When it comes to the employer sponsor plans, like most time we're talking about 401ks are the most popular. Um, now for people who are 50 and older, there's, it's always called a catch-up contribution. They have the catch-up for four, you know, employer sponsor plans, and also for IRAs. But let's just talk about the employer sponsor plans for a second. You can always contribute more money as you get older. You have this ability to you know, catch up to your retirement savings so you can get more money saved before you retire. To, you know, That's what the whole idea is behind it. So now you can contribute additional $7,500 in your 401k plans on top of the standard contribution of $22,500. So $30,000 is what you can contribute to your 401k plan this year. And in the year 2025, that catch-up contribution is going to be uh, the minimum of $10,000 or it's a percentage of what it, it is in 2024, which we don't know, but it's going to be minimum $10,000 for the catch-up contribution here in two years. So that's going to give you even more additional fun, funds to put into your uh, retirement account. Now that's on the employer sponsor plans. You can always put more money into those than your uh, traditional IRAs or your Roth IRAs. Now the change coming on the uh, catch-up contributions for the IRAs, traditional or Roth, you know, it's right now it's a thousand dollars for that catch-up. So if you're under 50, you can contribute 6,500 into one of those plans uh, or combination of the two. If you're 50 and older, you get to contribute an extra $1,000, which did not change. So that's $7,500. But it's going to, in the next year, they're going to start putting a cost of living adjustment on that ketchup contribution because that $1,000 ketchup contribution hasn't changed for several years. I can't remember when it, it was different. And so, you know, when they put an inflation adjustment on there, maybe next year it'll be 1035 or 1050 I'm not sure what that will be. But the good thing is that catch-up contribution is going to go up each year with inflation, which just gives you a little bit more money to put aside into your retirement plan. So uh, these are positive so far. I like these. What about this third one? I, I don't know if this was a surprise to you, Mike. I don't know that this was discussed a lot ahead of time when we were speculating on Secure Act 2.0, but there is now going to be a, the possibility for anyone that is putting money into that 529 plan, which is that great college savings plan, now we'll have that option to roll that money into a Roth down the road if you aren't going to be able to use it for educational expenses. Yeah, and I think that's great. There's, uh, you know, 529 plans are 
they're great if they get used. If if what happens if you had money set aside in a 529 plan for uh, a child grandchild that did not go to school and and I have a you know I have a one of my clients they put a lot of money into 529 and none of their children went to school. And so they're like, well, now we, they got to pay taxes on that money. Now the nice thing is you have that ability to roll that money to a Roth uh, account, and you know at least you know you already pay taxes, you know, on that money. So why not? So you get to uh, put that money into that Roth uh, and let that money grow tax free, which is great. I think there are some specifics about how long it's got to be there, and I'm sure there's probably limits on what you can do every year, right? How much you can roll over? Yeah, there's there's some uh, some different a lot of details with it. I, I yeah. don't think that goes into effect until not this year. I think it's next year as well, and so uh, it's not in effect this year. But it, I think it's 2024 is when it goes into effect. Um, and I don't know the the spe- specifics on it yet, but. Okay. Well, that's something to be aware of, though, if you are someone that likes to uh, to contribute to a 529 for your child or your grandchild, that's maybe some little more flexibility uh, down the road. All right. Changes also coming to company 401k match. And I think this is also another interesting one, Mike, you know, people with student loans out there, they're now able to contribute or pay money to those student loans, right? Make your payments, but also still take advantage of the company match if your company does offer that. Yeah, I think this is this is great for the government. <laughs> I don't know if it's great for all the uh, you know the the companies out there. Um, and I'm not not just being favoritism to the business owner, but you know when you look at the government wants you to pay their student loans and not walk away and default from those. So they're saying we'd rather not have you make that decision uh, to pay uh, your student loan debt back or contribute to a 401k or IRA, you know, 401k plan. So. Um, they says as long as you're paying your student loans, you're automatically enrolled to get a company match. So the employer is going to be required uh, to, you know, match your 401k as long as you're making payments into uh, your student loan, uh, which which I think is great. You have the ability to do that, and I think that's just uh, it's going to be an extra perk that just you know the government put on to uh, businesses as here's a new benefit that you're required to do and. Uh, that one I'm a little bit indifferent about because I just, you know, I can see corporations where they have the finances to do that. But I look at some smaller, mid-sized businesses. That's just an extra strain on them. But uh, great for the young, you know, the young people that pay off their student loans and and get some free money from the employer. Because in the past, it typically was, hey, you get free money if you sacrifice a little bit. You get right. skin in skin in the game is what it's all about. And um, you know, I said. Don't let this money go away for, uh, don't waste this money. So you have to put some money into a 401k to get that match is always mm-hmm. what it's always been. And I guess my opinion of it is if they're not dedicated enough to put money into 401k themselves to get that match, why are they getting free money? Who knows if that, that position they got hired for even required that college education that they're paying back. So I'm a little indifferent on that yeah. one, but it's positive for that younger generation, which is more of that not always the case. I got some younger clients, more of an entitled generation, uh, where they're you know they like to have that uh, get that free money and these free perks. Yeah, I can definitely see both sides with you saying that um, because that's the whole point of the the matches, right? Is to encourage people to save for their future, right? That's the whole idea. Is hey, put yeah. something in, and we're going to match you, but we want you to keep 
pushing towards saving for your future. And and I guess the other argument, though, is that, hey, I can't save because I've got these government loans to pay off. So this does help me while I'm still paying. But yeah, I can see both sides. But interesting enough, it does provide a little bit of a, of a outside of the box, I guess, option for people that yeah. are paying off student loans. So yeah, I just get hit, hit a sore spot with me right there because it's, <laughs> it's I have nine kids and I just teach them, you know, you know, there's pain, pain, you know, you yeah. can do two things with pain, you go one way or the other. And uh, are you going to be disciplined enough? Are you going to sacrifice enough and be obedient and disciplined enough to um, have those better things in life by sacrificing at times? And it's, it's always harder at the beginning to do so. But we're just taking that sacrifice away from them and just saying, hey, we're going to we're going to give you some free money when it wasn't sacrificed because we had to save with student loans. Right. Or I had to work a summer job to pay for my education or I paid my student loans back. And, you know, so it, it's just a little bit different. Uh, Different generation, different uh, different time, isn't it? Yeah, different mindset for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, these are just four we wanted to point out. These are four different uh, provisions here in the Secure Act 2.0 that might impact you. Whether or not they do, that's up to you and your advisor to sort through. So if you don't have someone that you're working with, need someone to talk to about this and the list of other provisions, because there could be a number of other changes that might impact you as well, reach out principalpreservationservices.com. Phone number as well, 855-987-8888. And Mike, as we kind of wrap this up, or is this a conversation you just, you're kind of uh, proactively having with your clients right now, just kind of going through Secure Act 2.0 yeah. and what it means? Yeah, just educating them because I don't think, like you said at the top of the show, a lot of people didn't even hear about it. And so when I did the seminar last week, I think there was like two people out of 90 people that I saw last week that actually knew that there was a change. And so it's just there's so many things about it. It's just not talked about or educated enough because they're not getting educated at work in their 401k plans current advisor educating it one other quick thing i think is important to okay. uh, to notice uh the other option now is they're going to allow that your employer can match into the your roth account now so in the past oh, nice. when you're contributing your 401k in the past if you put money into the roth they would always put the company match into the pre-tax dollars because uh, they won't pay taxes for you now that gives the company the ability to match into your roth but the catch is because they're paying the taxes for you, that now that Roth uh, company match will actually be uh, counted as income. So when you get your W-2 um, um, end of the year, uh, it's going to be uh, considered income uh, for you when the company puts money into the Roth. So that's just another tweak, but I think it's it's still good um, as long as... Uh, you get time to be putting as much as you can into those Roth accounts. Yeah, that's good to know. And you'll be covering this on in your seminars con- mm-hmm. going forward as well. Yeah, absolutely. Every every summer we talk about seminar we have been talking about. We we go over the Secure Act and uh, we update our clients. And we did a Secure Act um, series here on our YouTube channel as well. Okay. Again, you can find that YouTube channel. It's Retirement Reality on Demand. A lot of great content there as well, but please subscribe there and to the show here, the podcast, and uh, we'll have another episode coming up again soon. Mike, Mike, thanks for taking us through this, and uh, we'll talk next week. Appreciate it, Ben. Thank you. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.